Good evening, dummies. Wednesday, September 15th, 9.28 p.m. Episode 223. Stardate 4.16. Spock. Klingons on the starboard bow. Wonderful to have you here. We have some dummies on with us right now. And they are going to watch the show that we are going to do tonight. I'm excited to bring this to you. I made a prediction a few months back. And the show's title is, You Can't Have Any Pudding If You Don't Eat Your Meat. What does it mean? Well, schools have become indoctrination camps for our kids. It used to be our colleges. It used to be the mass media. It used to be our books and our writings and our poets and our laureates. But now it has turned out to be our elementary schools and middle schools and even high schools have become this woke teaching, whether it be gender studies or whether it be white fragility or the 1619 Project, critical race theory, all of it is leaking into the classrooms. And it may not be taught on the curriculum, but the mentality of the teachers is changing the way our kids learn, what they learn, and how they learn. On an all-new Don't Unfriend Me, next. from an undisclosed location. Always honest, always direct. So sit back, relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts right now. Well, once again, good evening, dummies. Thank you for joining me tonight. I have, like I said, a lot of people live. We're going to hold our comments, and I will get to them to the very end. But first... What do I do? My name is Matthew Spear. As I said, this is episode 223 of Don't Unfriend Me. First of all, you can find me on all my social channels at at Don't Unfriend Me Show. I'm on Anchor. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Rumble, and everything else. You can also find all my podcasts on Anchor FM. Go over there. Throw me a like, share, and subscribe. If you listen to me on Apple Podcasts, throw me a five-star. Say hello. Do that on YouTube. And if you haven't done the rounds, a lot of the dummies do that. They go around and hit all my social and give me likes, follows, and shares every night. It helps. Every time you do that, it helps the show grow. We are shy of 40,000 followers. It is growing fast. And with your help, it will continue to grow. So please like, share, follow, and subscribe. What are the dummies? I keep saying that. Well, the dummies are you. You are the don't unfriend me. And it's not a question of your intelligence. It's just a status symbol. Barstool Sports has the uh, stoolies. We have the don't unfriend me's and it is an honorary title. Shirts and hats are coming soon. And yes, everyone keeps busting me down and telling me we need to get those. They are coming. The conversation's taking place. Also on the other side of that coin are the dum-dums. They're a special kind of sucker led by Dusty Dinkelman. Dusty Dinkelman's been retired. We now have the old Nicolas Cage meme. I hope I don't have to pay him royalties. What are the dum-dums? They are a brand of people, I guess you would say. They aren't very knowledgeable. They're CNN replants or Fox replants, and they come in here and have their single talking points. They troll incessantly, and they have no desire to learn. They have no desire to be a part of the community. They just want to create trouble. Well, they get banned pretty quick, so bye-bye, dum-dums. Lastly, you can go to my website at don'tunfriendme.com. If social media is not your thing, you can go here. You can find all my videos. You can find all of my blog posts and everything else. And with no further ado, let's get started on the show tonight. If you can't, if you don't have any meat, or if you can't have any, ah, I mucked it. That's why Pink Floyd did it, folks. If you don't eat your meat, you don't get it. Ah, shit, I don't even know what it says anymore. That's how frazzled I am. Somebody help me. Let's start it over. My God. 
I listened to The Wall, I can't tell you how many times when I was growing up, but somehow I still mucked it up. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. <laughs> All right. Let's start that over. Let's hope the rest of this goes better. Can you see how red I am on this? Doesn't matter. Let's rock and roll. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. Listen, folks, I get asked all the time, Matt, how do you know this or how do you know that? What makes you so special? Well, it's not my ability to read titles. I'll tell you that much. But I really have no earthly idea. I tend to see things much differently than other people. And I think that serves from my childhood. The truth is I wasn't outgoing when I was younger. I was very reserved. I spent most of my time alone and I was always a bit of a loner. I would spend hours in my bedroom with G.I. Joe or reading a book. And I mean all day long. Sometimes my uncle would come over and he would simply ask my parents, is Matt dead? I never see him. He is either sleeping or he just disappears. So during those times, it suffice it to say that I spent a lot of time observing and listening during that stage in life. Later, I started venturing out and learning a different type of restraint or self-discipline. It was the fear of getting pounded into the ground for having an opinion, but nothing to back it up. I wasn't popular because I always challenged the norm and created unnecessary havoc in my social life. Imagine a high level of perception, but very little self-control. The military honed this skill set and allowed me to master the art of observation and then practical application of the aforementioned. That is the best way to describe how my mind works. I see, I process, and I carefully disseminate what I have learned. Either I go back and learn more, or I treat it like a game of Clue. If I guess incorrectly, the game is over. I take my predictions very seriously. So why the long intro into the recesses of my brain? Because even though I would like to say that I knew this was coming, I couldn't have imagined it would come true. Nothing prepared me for this, and I honestly don't know if the world has just gone crazy, or I am stuck in a dystopian nightmare, or if it is a little bit of both. A month or two back, I did an episode where I made a joke that was tongue-in-cheek about transgender unicorns. I'm not sure that my gift became one of the soothsayer or prognosticator variety, but I'm starting to believe I may have to sacrifice a chicken to Cthulhu soon if this keeps up. Watch this. Two genders and a bunch of ultra lefties crying that those meanies are triggering them since they are sensitive trans android unicorn by gender potato kin or whatever the f*** they're whimsically to find themselves to be in that moment of that day. And this is why it will never end. Because now that you have this many, there's other people who are going to have to fight the revolutionary fight of adding more gender definitions to it in 20 years. And we'll say that the people who were woke today were really asleep and Neanderthals in the fight to be woke. It's never going to stop. Because you will have a unicorn by gender potato kin literally say, I am a unicorn by gender potatokin, and my pronoun needs to be added. I am now an us by genger skin pot. Funny. It was just a short time ago, and you think that maybe it was just a joke. So why do I bring this up? You may ask yourself, why? Well, there now is a new mascot for the pronoun deficient and the clinically insane and delusional. That's right, folks. It's the gender unicorn. (laughs) 
The second largest school district in Colorado has reportedly informed teacher to use a goodbye gender unicorn to use a gender unicorn to understand transgender students. I'm not making this shit up. And they are told not to tell the parents if their children are showing gender confusion at school. This is my hometown. My hockey team is there. I lived in Jeffco. The state used to be free. But now Jefferson County Public School District is using a toolkit called Toolkit for Supporting Transgender Expansive Nonconforming Students to educate teachers on how to handle this thorny issue of gender confusion among students. In this guide for educators, a gender unicorn that helps to explain the differences between gender identity, gender expression, sex assigned at birth, and the appropriate pronouns to use, as well as physical and emotional attraction and preferences, the part of this guide that upset parents is a point where teachers are informed that signs of gender dysmorphia or persistent gender confusion do not need to be reported to parents if the child is over, get this, 11 years old. This means a student could go by a different gender or name at school without their parents knowing. Approaching parents is appropriate, they say, quote, at elementary level. The packet reportedly reads, for older students, however, it claims it is in the benefit of the well-being of the student to consider not involving their parents at all. In some cases, notifying parents or guardians carries risks for the students, such as being kicked out of their home. It says that prior to notifying parents or guardians in these cases, the school staff should work closely with the student to assess the degree, if any, the parent or guardian will be involved in the process and must consider the health, well-being, and safety of the student in transition. Interesting, I thought that was the parent's job. Other guidance put forth includes retiring the requirement for girls to wear dresses and ties for boys at choir events. Boys and girls should also not be identified by their gender, but rather by their voice part for choir, meaning bass, alto, etc. They should also be able to use the bathroom and play on the sports teams that coincide with their chosen gender consistently asserted at school, rather than the one assigned at birth. The debate over school policies regarding transgender students has grown heated across the country as more school districts have taken action. A fifth grade teacher went viral a month back. I showed this on my show. And it was at a Virginia school district hearing on a draft measure requiring teachers to affirm students' chosen genders by taking the microphone and quitting on the spot over educational leaders pushing highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, our children, end quote. The public quitting was accomplished by dozens of other passionate speeches for and against the new school policies. Shortly after that, people just voicing their concern. There's no violence. There's no upset. There's no weapons being brandished. There's no threats being said. It simply was, you should be arrested for what you're doing because they were threatening to arrest the people who were outcrying. This 
is what happened next. It's not over. It's not over. We were meeting. We were meeting. Listen, I understand people getting out of control, but arresting protesters were just against critical race theory and it being taught were voicing their opinion. This followed a June board meeting where things got so heated, the event was shut down and two were arrested for participating in unlawful assembly at a lawful assembly as they demonstrated against the policies at a school board meeting, which they were invited to. But isn't an unlawful assembly not what that is? If you are going to put contentious topics and a policy on the docket, then your obligation is to listen to the parents, no matter how heated it might become. The removal of the parents from these events is simply censorship and crowd control. What we have come to expect from these corrupt school boards is just this, and it's not the first or last case. But the most recent glaring overreach and violation of parental rights happened the other day in Ohio. The mayor of the city of Hudson issued an ultimatum to its school board, calling on its members to either resign or face possible criminal charges over high school course material that he labeled as child pornography. Earl, members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Thank you. We should have a new Mayor of America after that. Both Mayor Craig Schubert and parents of Hudson High School students demanded the resignation of school board members shortly after that and teachers after it was alleged that a book used in the school's college preparatory writing class contained inappropriate writing prompts. Until Monday, the book titled 642 Things to Write About was being used by students in a senior college credit plus class called Writing in the Liberal Arts 2. It apparently contained prompts that asked students to describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs, write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom, and describe a time when you wanted to orgasm but couldn't. Along with other prompts about murder, drug use, and suicide, the book included tasks about describing the first time they had sex, coming up with an X-rated Disney scenario, writing a sermon for a beloved preacher who has been caught in a sexual scandal, listing 10 euphemisms for sex, and writing about a room full of people who want to sleep together. During a school board meeting on Monday, Schubert said the school was distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. Several parents had earlier complained about the content. None of its school board members had announced plans to resign from their positions as of yet, and they won't because they will never let go of the power. School principal Brian Wilch apologized for the school having not exercised due diligence when he reviewed this resource, which he said had led to several writing prompts among the 642 that are not appropriate for our high school audience, being 
overlooked. But he also said he had no knowledge that the curriculum was being distributed, which is a lie. Otherwise, why is he looking for approval? According to Wilch, the book had been used as a support resource in the past, but he claimed he had become aware of the inappropriate content only last Friday afternoon. He added that the school had apologized to the parents and was searching for more suitable study material. We feel terrible. At no time were any of these inappropriate prompts selected or discussed, but still they were there and they were viewable and you can't unsee them, Wilch added. You also can't shuck the responsibility. You sound like Joe Biden with Afghanistan. I guess the buck doesn't stop with the principal. I find it abhorrent and completely reprehensible that the board was attempting to sexualize kids. And I question how the raw filth had snuck past the gatekeeping functions of educators and board members for years. The material amounts to grooming. If this wasn't the case, then why were the students told not to take the book home? Also to not discuss the content with their parents. Why? So their parents couldn't see it and put a stop to it. How about the Antifa teacher, Gabriel Gibb, a public school teacher in California who is reportedly set to be fired after being seen on a video praising Antifa and discussing his effort to turn students into revolutionaries. As parents are expressing outrage at the school district for allowing the indoctrination of their children. Here is the bottom line. We have to do better. If we can pretend that systemic racism exists in this country, if we can pretend that I need to understand 67 freaking genders, if we have to hear about how police are evil and the lies about the execution of black youth by police and not other black youth, then you need to listen to this from parents. I'm so tired of the double standard. There are hundreds of cases of this blatant and manipulative behavior from not only teachers, but these blase style HOA school boards. They have unfettered access and control over the curriculum and continue to undermine and demean the parents in their communities. I understand this isn't all teachers or boards, but until those teachers stand up for the rights of the parents and it's their duty to teach, instruct, and guide, but never to replace or disparage the parents. We are the legal guardians. You are the educators. Educate. Stop the indoctrination. We have an obligation as parents to take our communities back and to demand change. I'm asked often, how do we begin? Where do we start? You begin by getting off your backside and get to these meetings. Gather like-minded parents, schedule a meeting to form, begin legal protests, and start taking these board positions back. Create a riot in the system. Most of these school boards are into cronyism and backdoor politics. Expose them for stacking the deck against our children. Encourage your children to share their learnings each day at the dinner table. And when you hear something, ask questions. Uncover the truth by having the teachers share their lesson plans. And if you don't get it, get a court order. Freedom of Information Act gives you that ability. And most importantly, teach your children to be critical thinkers. As Christians and conservatives, we tend to shelter our kids away and keep them protected. It has to stop now. Either you tell them or they will. I would much rather have my child prepared to recognize this type of blatant brainwashing as I would also want them to recognize sexism and racism, xenophobia, and homophobia. These learnings are not mutually exclusive. They are both equally detrimental to our way of life in a civilized society. 
We don't have a problem with people wanting to be called a unicorn, as we also don't consider a homeless man that talks to Elvis an interesting topic of, di topic of discourse. We don't care if you are straight, gay, black, white, or a multicolored Yekuis Kabbalist. We don't care about your 67 genders and your constant woke language. We don't care about what you do with your own life behind your closed doors. But we better start caring about something, folks. We better draw a line and say, this is enough. We will not tolerate anymore because your children are being bombarded for 14 hours a day with progressive liberalism and socialist ideology. Your one to two hours of influence can never compete with that. We better start caring and stop shrugging it off that everyone is afforded the same rights because their rights end when they believe that my rights are not equally important. And to take it a step further, when our rights to raise our children, how we see fit, are threatened, they stop being teachers and principals and school boards and become fascist zealots who are a clear and present danger to my way of life and my family. Got a little hot there. Folks, thanks for watching. That's it for my episode tonight. Please do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe if you would at all of my social handles. It would mean a great deal. If you like what you heard, great. If you don't, remember, we can agree, we can disagree, you can love me, you can hate me. Just don't unfriend me. I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide during the holidays, and especially with Afghanistan right now, it is increasing we have to do better. We have to talk to our veterans, make sure they are okay, put our arms around them and have a conversation. If you can't, sometimes veterans need to talk to veterans. You can reach out to me or any other person on my show who has served. We will help you with that phone call. We'll fly out if we have to. We don't care, whatever we can do. If that doesn't work, they can go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link and be connected to a Skype operator or through their phone free of charge. It also is 100% anonymous, and if you are not a veteran and you are a citizen, it's okay. They won't turn you away either. They're there to help, and they most assuredly will. From my good friend, the transgender unicorn, and I, have a good night. God bless America. Stick around if you're live. I will do an after show, and I will see you tomorrow for 224. <laughs>